to hold off to get go talk about this with all you guys because I mean Mons and I talked a little bit but man was this an absolute home run night last night at double or nothing the fans gave you chills it's like you never missed a beat oh. you could tell the performers were riding high mm-hmm. uh based on this and all I got to say is well first and foremost to set the landscape to set the landscape of our show what well, that uh crayfish was off the grid last night. And so this is the first time Bonds and I have the opportunity to talk to Crayfish about this. No texting, nothing at all. All I said to Crayfish Fresh. was, all Fresh. I said was, buckle up. It's going Buckle down. up. Buckle right, up. Turned his phone off to make sure yes. that he didn't get any. So phone. yeah, I was I'm actually sure you, really yeah. proud that because like, normally I'm so plugged in on Twitter and all, and you, we're all chatting about it all the time. It's always fun actually, to live chat about it too. Yeah, I was actually kind of happy that I was able to hold off. Not, I didn't read any spoilers. Didn't wow. get anything. Um, was able to watch it right before this show. So my opinion, my opinions are fresh. Hot takes. Um, we I literally just fresh. finished it, so uh, that's another man. great thing about the world we live in now, man. And you could watch, you could watch it right now if you want. You go on Bleacher Report Live, boom, watch it again if you really wanted to. Um, really enjoy that. That's really sweet, man. This was Bonds. What were your initial thoughts? I mean, no, I know we were chatting back and forth, but like, just to kind of let it digest a little bit. What were your your thoughts, man? Oh man, I I absolutely love this pay per view. Uh, I think overall it was just. They they knocked it out of the park. Uh, mm. The main event, the the title match. I, th- I think that every match uh, had its its just big moments. Um, there's a couple down spots. We'll talk about that. But uh, I think that we really got to see a consistent top notch show. Um, everybody was stoked. You could tell that like the talent having the crowd there just oh just gosh fire out of everybody. Everybody that that was one of the, like that was one of the biggest right away i mean one of the biggest takeaways that i got from the show was just the pops yep. that we were hearing it was Oof. i mean it, the, the crowd was so hot for this show um and and it really helped set the the tone for the whole night um the excitement the fan base was the fan base in aw is passionate bunch um and there were a lot of moments tonight that kind of helped fuel that i feel like um, the, the way that the show played out, and we'll we'll go through it match by match, but I feel like yes. AEW did a really nice job pacing the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, integrating in finishes that that would get pops out of the fans. For um, sure, knowing where to place stuff. It was a really good, well paced show for being like a four and a half hour pay per view event. Yeah, that's long. Um, it was, and that's a that's a that's a long amount of wrestling in a row. It it was. 
very well executed. Um, I'm actually a little, I mean, I'm actually a little surprised that the stadium stampede ended the show. I know like um, the world title match usually is the, the one that ends a card, but with all the stakes that were at, on the line mm-hmm. and how, what a, what a huge pomp and circumstance that goes into stadium stampede. I do understand why For it sure. happened, but um, when it comes down to pure wrestling, that may, that world title match, Holy smokes. Wow. Was that fantastic. I already want to talk about the world title with you guys. Um, well, let's throw so up let's our, our in, picks real yes. quick. I mean, this was a thank you for everyone who participated in our uh, quote unquote bingo card rally. I think this is something we'll consistently Huge do. Success. We'll announce the the official winner uh, later on in our show, and we'll DM them um, and get the address so we could send them some some uh, swag for sure. But you know, uh, we were a little off. I mean, you know, we both both all of us had some bold bookings for sure, and it was yeah. fun at the end. Um, I like the aspect of a battle royal where you can pick anybody and then the mm-hmm. tiebreaker and then the triple threat is fun. It, it was fun to see that we all had different picks for the triple threat on there. Um, I mean, we'll dive deep into that main event later, but um, I'm trying to think. We each got six of ten, right? Yeah, which so, is not that great. That's um, not a passing score <laughs> if, you're, if you're grading it. Got a D no, I, I like – you know, looking back on it, I in my heart of hearts, I felt like there was no way Cody was going to lose this match against the Go Go. Right. Um, you know, with it being Memorial Day weekend, and then when we saw, I mean, the video package that AEW put together for Memorial Day was very classy. Um, really, like, really hit the right chords. Um, and then with the way Cody was leaning into it, I mean, it, it, the only thing that stopped was could have been different is if he flew into the the ring holding multiple bald eagles. Um, you know, like I mean, the, the, it was super Captain America vibes. Yeah. So Uncle I should have. He was like Uncle Sam. Yes, I should have trusted my gut and went with True. Cody on that one. Um, and yeah, and but I we see a star in a go go, and, and I, know. I feel like this would have elevated his star power so much more. And I think we'll get that as we saw the announcement of next week. I think. QT Marshall and Agogo are going to take the victory so they can get some momentum back. Or like what you Bonds told me, like are they going to turn into the to the Nexus Jobber group? You know, uh, we don't want it that. Really to did feel like that was the most controversial match ending of the night, though. I mean, I, I our team pretty much across the board went with um, with went with Agogo because we felt with like like you said, SPD that guy it it, it could have been a crowning moment for him. Sure. It could like Cody could have. Uh, really elevated that that guy's star. Um, we'll get into that more when we get to that match. Let's not jump ahead. Let's kind of take it piece by piece. Yeah, let's start allow with, ourselves uh, to digest things for sure. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bonds, man, tell me tell me about the buy-in. Like, I, I mean, this was an awesome way. It was really yeah. cool. You know, the crowd is so hot for both both ladies. Like, I mean, I can't emphasize enough. I mean, Sharonica, you were there, so you lost your voice. I mean, Crayfish probably would have lost his voice at no doubt. 735 before the show <laughs> even started, knowing just the anticipation of just doing that. But Deep versus Rio at the buy-in, uh, we did see a lot of hints. I mean, last week, or last time Deep fought, of kind of a heelish turn, and we saw even more of that, too. You know, the crowd was definitely split. Let's go, Rio. Let's go, Deep. Chance mm-hmm. nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, but her aggressiveness and her knee slamming and her aggressive holds, the woman of a thousand holds, like you could see this turning. And with the natural baby face type of turn that Brit's on the trajectory of, uh, it would work. And she's just so fun to watch heal her baby face. But like this was a home run opening match. Oh, yeah, it was great. Um, they they dominated this match. And Deeb, 
Uh, I love what she's doing right now. I think that this heel turn makes a lot of sense, especially with with Britt. Um, mm-hmm. Probably going to be leaning into the face turn here because of just the crowd reaction. I mean, you can't be a heel when everybody cheers for you. Um, it just doesn't work. So yeah, uh, yeah. So D, like, just her her mannerisms and her and her ring style and her ring work. I think it was a a great combination to start the show. Um, the very different styles, and I think that uh, the crowd was into it. They loved it, and and again, like. Deeb's a, a huge time, like a huge veteran, and everybody loves Serena Deeb. Uh, all of us do. We all appreciate mm-hmm. her talent. And Rio, mm-hmm. it's, it's great to see her back again. And they announced during the show that like she's going to be in the states. Um, huge announcement there because yeah. I mean, this That's, is this is the first the women's AW, division. Yeah, yeah, first AEW Women's Champion. Um, Rio, her her in ring style, you know, is such she's such a, a natural baby face. She just oh yeah, you want to root for her. Um, and she, she, I, I feel like, you know, she is so unique in the landscape of this division. She's, she's small and mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing in, in, right. in, the, in the big picture. I really find like she has those, those dynamics that naturally play into a match where you can, you root for her as the match wears on. Um, Deeb, like you guys talked, I mean, when we were going, when we watched this, um, her perform as she came back, I I noticed quickly that she was starting to gain a little bit more of that aggression, right? That she was leaning, you know, the edge the edge to her. And and Bonds, this felt like the full on kind of recognition that okay, she's she's going in to this like, and maybe she's not going to be the typical like the loud mouth heel, right? She's not going right. to be this like over the top personality heel, Being but she's going to have She's going to be a no-nonsense in-ring general and not care about what the fans think, not do what's in, do do what gets you a pop or does what's important, like gets you uh, to, to get the fans to feel happy inside. It, she's mm-hmm. going to do whatever it takes to win the fight, right? She approaches her matches that way, and leaning into that really told the overall narrative of this match. Did it not, Ryan? Oh, yeah, dude. I, I, this felt like a Dax match. Oh, okay. It really did for me. Uh, that's kind of the how workman she, horse. She, yeah, the workhorseman. The, the workhorseman, exactly. Yep, the uh, workhorseman. Yeah, it's like very technically sound. Uh, does that heel stuff, but not over the top to try to like ob- get obvious like heat. Right. Or just like this is what I need to do to get the job done, and I'm going to do that. Um, you compare uh, Serena Deeb to Bret Hart a lot. Um, I that's yep. like your big comparison, and like, yep. I think that this is something similar though. Like, is a heel. That's kind of what I, I noticed. Like that's what I felt during the match. I was like, oh, this right. this feels like a Dax match. Like <laughs> the way it's 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 presented, the way it's playing out. I like it. Um, if this like I guess it'd be if um, Dax is wrestling a small talent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like somebody like that, and that's just mm-hmm. kind of how it would feel. Um, obviously Dax is is kind of big time heel right now because of where he at is in the card. But you know, just a typical FTR old school match. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's, you brought there's that something up. about deep yeah. style that is old school, and that's what yeah. draws me back to the Bret Hart comparisons. I've said it yeah. for a long time. She just feels very old school. SPD, what were you? What were you? I was gonna say, in? speaking of Dax, I mean, we cannot go any farther into the show. We wanted to cover the buy-in without talking about Stadium Stampede because I was singing Judas in my sleep last night oh. and all day today. <laughs> it was like the biggest high note you can end on the show. It made so much sense to close out this way because mm-hmm. you have a cinematic match obviously everything wasn't live i mean mm-hmm. which is fine that was 
really hit a home run and then some. I loved every bit of it, and obviously all like the fun cameos. I'm sure you really like that crayfish. Yep. You know, Ohio State and your boss. You know, I loved so. Ur- Urban Meyer was out there. This was that was fantastic. You know, yeah. I predicted the elbow brace kind of coming into play with the, with the Judas effect, but this was a perfect ending and. If you saw any of the after the showing off the air clips on YouTube or any stuff on Twitter, the pop Sammy's been getting is insane. I'm telling you, man, that's why I said it. We said I picked him to be the difference maker, right? Months ago, yeah, months ago, we said babyface written all over him. We thought he was going to turn on Jericho and MJF when MJF was in the inner circle. Um, But from the start of this match. Uh, the the repelling down oh, by the inner entrance. Circle. The oh. inner circle's outfits. Com- those I, are sweet. They're yeah. be- they need to sell those vests, man. I we could get some dynamite download leather vests, bro. Be rocking no those no dynamite doubt. download leather vests. Some dangly, like uh, some di- SPD shades. We're ready to go, man. <laughs> and the whole, I mean, the feud. Yes, Sammy and Spears had an awesome thing, but I think. Jericho and MJF, whole, uh, whole everything about that was an, pure gold, pure mm-hmm. gold, back yeah. and forth. The comedic act, I was laughing out loud more times than not with that Chris Jericho and MJF stuff. The the props oh, he gosh. was using and the stuff they were saying back and forth, oh, <laughs> stapling that that to his head, and then the bat was right there. Oh, I can't say enough. Everything about this feud, you know, we they're too they're too popular to break up the crowd mm-hmm. clearly loves them mm-hmm. this match was incredible and now it's just going to open up the next chapter with the, the landscaped a fresh paved landscape <laughs> that we're going to see the inner circle just get popped after popped and then i think pinnacle now is obviously back on their heels and they're going to be wanting yep. a rematch and maybe it's going to start to get that tag team the one-on-ones the thing like that we're that we've been dying to get mm, and stretch bit. it out yes yeah, slow it down exactly bonds exactly Oh, we're 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 an emotional or visual group. Yes. We have to stretch it stretch out. Stretch it the out. Landscape oh, need to be paved. You know, Sammy was Bonds and I. You were on on lockstep. We felt like Sammy needed to get the the pin here and get the the you know he and that was our pick um, as the tiebreaker when we were going into this. Um, you and I both were on the same page that this felt like a match that Sammy needed to really take take that crowning moment at the end. Um, what you know. What pushed you to, to say that? And when you look through this, the way this match played out, do you feel like this was sort of a crowning moment for Sammy like I did? I feel like this was one of those moments where, the, you know, with yeah. a live crowd, um, this very much felt like the coronation of Sammy Guevara as, you know, the, like I talked about in our preview show, almost like the heartbeat, the, the spirit of the inner circle. We all know that Jericho is the godfather of the group. Yeah. He's the he's the leader, right? He's the general. But it feels like this was a like playing off of what we've seen with the story, right? Where Sammy tried to convince the whole team that he never believed that MJF was was in it with them. The inner turmoil that he had with those guys coming back from you know and and the triumphant return to try to save those guys then trying to save Jericho from getting tossed off the, the cage yeah. at blood and guts. It just feels like this is compounding on that natural story of Sammy. And that's why I felt like it was so important that mm-hmm. he got the win. And I was really, it was one of those like, man, AW nailed it to me. I felt like man, that ever. was absolutely perfect booking at the end. What were your thoughts on that, Vance? 
Uh, well, I mean, I, I am in lockstep with you, man. Uh, I think that Sammy needed the pin uh, because mm-hmm. of blood and guts, because he was the one that, that true was the first one to say, Hey, we quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was on him. And, mm-hmm. um, true. And, and he probably knew better than everybody that MJF would still push him off the cage. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. kind of like he had to get that redemption story and he got that. Uh, and he was the only one that's in that ring at the end, like representing the inner circle against Sean Spears. And it was, it was so fitting uh, because we see the upside, we see the potential, we see, you know, the, the just red hot potential baby face that he is uh, mm-hmm. on the mic in the ring. His style is so mm-hmm. unique. Um, he showed it against Spears. That's why Spears is such a good opponent. You know, Spears is kind of a, a stereotypical big man who can do a lot of that kind of stuff. And that's true. And Sammy showed, hey, I can kind of get around you and do different stuff and use my agility and quickness and sure. beat you that way and use my wherewithal. Good and call. He was able to do that throughout the show when they kept cutting back to them. Um, that was, I thought that that was one of the more interesting uh, pairings um, when they kept going back and forth. I thought that the Spears Sammy one was was particularly interesting because they had such a unique um, setting mm-hmm. overall over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, when they got to go in that ring, because I, I thought, well, I'm sure like you guys did, I thought that it was going to be MJF and Jericho uh, kind too. of at the end with the way they were leading to it. Um, but then it was those two guys, and I was like, "Oh man, like this is this is the time, this is the moment." Like I'm, I like bingo card right on this one. I I really did when you talked about the the different aesthetics of the fights. Yeah. That I know that like it it might have felt odd at first, but I really liked when they did that visual of the chairman sitting in. Oh the my room gosh, that room! I was just going to ask you guys about the, that. That was so cool, man. Like I it really was. dug that. Like that, just that the aesthetic of that with like him on the chair, surrounded yeah. by chairs. That was like welcome into the battle zone. Like it was just that kind of vibe. It was really cool. I dug that a lot. Um, what were some of the things that jumped out at you most in this one, SPD? I mean, for me, one of the things – just for, for me, one of the things that I, I will I, – like MJF's pants, I don't know what he the was The glitter thinking. Burberry pants. Like the, like the red rhinestones all over those pants. Like, oh, my gosh. That is one of the things that I will definitely remember from this one was like that was cringeworthy. Like, oh, my God, those were awful. I don't know if he was trying to give the Bucks a run for their money on dumbest gear of the night, but oh MJF God. definitely – like like some hybrid of jeans. Yeah, that was something else. I know that you love – I mean, when we talk MJF, you love talking MJF and uh, give, riding him a little bit, giving him a hard yeah. time. And Jericho certainly was doing plenty of that um, oh, yeah. and, and throughout. What were, your, like, what were some of your highlights from this one, bud? The, I mean, that like coffee room scene early on with MJF and him and MJF's look on his face just running away like <laughs> was pure gold, man. He's He's got some great physical – comedy aspect he is very good at this i mean that chair you know it's so many great sub scenes Mm -hmm. you know the bar fight you know they're cheersing then they go at it you know and then conan's and the dj then you have the freezer fight with those pigs hanging there yeah yeah Yeah. so and then then you have the chairman room i think the chairman room really stood out because it was really lit well and like such a cool concept of him like join me sammy in that uh, and then that. of course, it almost felt like a Mortal Kombat. Vibe. Yeah, it was and then really a, cool. Of course, like the chills on you know to top it off, like Jericho running through the crowd, hanging over the railing, cheering after he puts MJF through a table, and like you could just tell, like everyone is just like, "It's back, baby!" Yep. The crowds are back, baby. Yep. So that was 
so great. And then, of course, at the end, the, the Judas singing in the crowd it was just deafening, deafening stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, Oof. to me, to me, the hottest the crowd was for the whole night was uh, when the coronation of the DMD happened. So oh. we'll, we'll, let's get in. Let's get into that. DMD versus Sheeta. Thank you, DMD. I do not need to be. I don't need to go finding a spray tan. She saved me from the the losing bet. Um, she came through. The DMD always delivers, uh, and she came out on top in this matchup against Takara Sheeta, which you know. To me, in ring styles, uh, they this one was quite a battle when it comes to like we got to find we got to see again Sheeta, sure. um, her striking guys, she is a, quite a competitor. Like we don't get to see we haven't get to see a lot of Sheeta this year. Um, Holy Sheeta! But my gosh, does she hit some knees, man? That that girl can she can she could drive some knees at, like with the best of them um, in this business. SPD, for me, the crowning moment of the DMD winning this women's championship, that was the highlight of the whole show for me. I absolutely wow. loved it. It was the, it needed to happen. Um, it, this is going to be and, – and now, and especially when we look at the, the way the card shaped up, um, this we were predicting more changes in the landscape of AEW. Um, this was the only title that changed hands tonight at double – or last night at double or nothing. Right. Um, you know, pivotal, uh, a very pivotal move in the women's division felt very needed, very necessary. Um, what were your what were your takeaways and how the the way this match played out, um, and, and ultimately with the DMD taking the title off of Fushida? And this was one of those where I kept popping up, popping like, oh my gosh, false finish! Oh my gosh, false finish! Oh no, I thought uh, you know Rebel's going to cost her, you know, like with the crutch and all that. So. First and foremost, like before diving into after, after being so excited the whole match, like as expected, the pop the that doctor was got exactly. Was, I mean, we can as we're talking through this card, we can talk about. I took some notes of like who got pops, and that was one of the bigger pops. The acclaim got a huge pop as well. Uh, it was so awesome, man. And you know, even the commentator said like a vicious Brit is the best Brit, man. And, you know, Bonds and I were talking a little bit, too. Like, we almost feel bad for Sheeta because all this. And, you know, she posted on Instagram with, like, her on the ground or maybe crying or something. Hmm. But this was uh, amazing, man. Like, what a match. Like, this could have been – this – I mean, it's hard to pick the match of the night because there is, like, three or four that I'm, like, I keep going back and forth of. Yeah. But this one was delivered at every – I had expectations for sure being a title match. But it delivered and then some. I mean, it, it told, told a lot of stories. The false finishes were so well done. Mm. So many close calls. And it was it was a really nice touch when Shivani went out there and gave her a, a legitimate, not a shoot, like, hug. So Yeah, proud of her. It was uh, awesome, this, man. The, the, you know, it felt like this was... I know, you know we are all team DMD. The fact, the, it was like this needed to happen, right? Yeah. It almost felt like this was... Go- like, it was... I felt so confident I was willing to bet an orange spray tan on it. This one felt like <laughs> yes. this felt like it was going to happen. Um, and and sometimes they can get you know, as a booker you can be tempted to get cute and to throw curveballs and to to delay that because oh everybody is expecting it to happen maybe we should throw them a swerve. I'm really happy they didn't do that with this. Right. I'm really I'm really happy that AEW pulled the trigger, started this new era of the DMD, and, and I think that like. D-M-D. Everyone, all right, everyone with us. A new era has changed. The 
D M D baby has the gold. I, I feel like you know they they went with the obvious choice. And Bonds, you and I have talked like about this before. You know, sometimes like because just because it's obvious doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. The fans clearly were chomping at the bit for this. The pop that the, that Britt Baker got tonight as a heel was rivaling the pops of a Hangman Adam Page, which was to start off the show was wow. such a hot pop. Um, I felt like you know Orange Cassidy got some huge pops, Jungle Boy got some huge right. pops, but the DMD winning this title. Um, this whole moment was every bit as big as anything else on the show from a fan's perspective. I felt like the fans were hot for that title change. I know that I, I know that if I, I was screaming on my couch, there were people that, that, that were live. They had to be uh-huh. going bonkers there, right? Oh, so, my gosh. He and I were talking back and forth. And yeah. We so excited. That was probably one of our most excited moments when we were going back and forth about it during mm-hmm. the show. We are just like, oh, man, like it's time. You know, finally. Like we, We've been waiting for it. And – Again, I think this is the right time to do it. Mm-hmm. Have it at a big pay-per-view. Have it so fans can see it. Because mm-hmm. like, we had a year of no fans in the arena. With the yes. Like, that's That would be so difficult to to stay over um, while being a champion during with no fans. The only people that are there are your fellow you know wrestlers that are, that sure. are trying to give you, get you pumped up. Yeah. Fans, make noise. And yeah. it's that's got to be so difficult. And um, the fact that they – like were able to have that match in front of a crowd and, and have Britt go over the way she did. Because again, like she's a heel and name only, like she's a baby face. Like people love Britt. Like she's the, she's the top of the division. No doubt, dude. Um, and it's, it's obvious. And like you said, like hangman page, like got the same kind of pop as Britt here. And we're going to talk about hangman it's in a second. Big deal. So we don't need to know. Yeah. Right. Hangman's one of the most popular people in the company. So 100%. it's a big deal, man. And, and like, you know, the truth of the matter is when you look at this, it, there have been moments where we were wondering, like, man, like, where is the women's champion, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. feel like we're going to be asking that question anytime soon. SPD, you and I talk about that sure. every week when we do Dynamite Download. The women's division does not get represented by its champion nearly enough. No. So now that you have, right. yeah. now you have the DMD – who we all know is incredibly bankable, incredible. She's gold in everything she does. She's going to be on, she's doing the busted open. She's doing like, you know, dark. She, you know, she built up her win streak on dark. So, you know, that she's more than willing to, to, to do shows like that. Um, let alone be a face of the company on, on dynamite. I mean, all the crossover stuff that they're doing with TNT, the TNT champion with Miro, yeah. You think that like having a Britt Baker on those these cross promo cross promotional things like opportunities for for AW that's not going to be a home run. Britt Britt is so polished. She's so creative, incredibly funny, intelligent. You could tell she represents. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a star. This is a star. And in a business where you know a lot of times you wonder does the belt make the championship or the or does or does the belt make the 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 performer or does the performer make the championship? This is a, this is one of those rare moments where they, they come together beautifully. Like Brit built her star power independent of the belt. Right. And now she's, she's coming into a situation where organically she's now developed a, a strong star power as her own character. 
and now has this women's championship belt to back up all of that. It's just a very, yeah. it's a perfect combination. Um, you know, for me going forward too, it's really exciting about as we talk about changing the landscape, do we go back to and do we revisit that Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker feud? Because I know, you know, right now we're, we're you know, Thunder Rosa quickly addressing Britt Baker, sure. making sure that, you know, she's making it very clear that uh, her her sights are still set on the DMD. Um, the the yeah, target great. with Britt's mouth and how much trash she talks, she's always having a target on her back. Well, now when she has the women's championship belt, that target, that bullseye got a lot bigger, folks. That's and right. And you know that Thunder is a hunter. That that woman is hungry and she's ready. to. And so I feel like there's already that, that massive – huge opportunity to have Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in a title match with all these other opportunities now with a fresh new champion. Um, I really am excited about what's going to happen going forward in the women's division under the DMV era. I think uh, there's a fire at SPD's. There's a fire SPD. alarm going Are off. You okay? yes, that's the, the, Are you okay? Yes, SPD. Everything is okay. Uh, but I love that the, it's because the reward the Bert Baker segment was so hot. It was. That's, that's right. Is. And the ultimate just, reward. When we talk to DMD, it's, you know, you got to be careful. Fire alarms can go off. Exactly. It was a the hot take. As Mind Runner just said, it was such a hot take. Woo! And I love that. Like the ultimate, you know, payoff is um, giving the belt change in front of fans. You know, it's yes. worth all the hard work for months and months and months. But I'll let you transition while this gets turned off. I'll mute it. Yes, no problem. Well, and this is a perfect transition, too, for SPD to mute and let Bonds just do the talking because we're going to be talking about Team Taz, which is Bonds' favorite group. Um, I always love looking forward to reading your columns. Anytime that Taz is on, on commentary, anytime that Team Taz is involved, I always love it. Um, you, you are a diehard Team Taz fan. And this certainly this started off double or nothing with a bang. Oh, Tell yeah. us about – what your thoughts were on how the match played out, which was, you know, pretty impressive when you look at the psychology between these two guys. We saw Hangman have to dip into some wells. I mean, doing doing what he like doing a backflip off the top to the floor on the cage was unbelievable. Um, these two pushed each other to another level, and the whole story of Team Taz and Brian Cage's role in it, that dissension was the overarching story of this match was it not oh man uh first of all this was a great match great opener uh best way to start it possible um brian cage kind of set the pace i think which is cool i like that uh he was able to set the pace of the match where uh hangman you kind of expect him to at times because of how offensively driven he is as a wrestler mm -hmm. he's so so much of an offensive force um where you know he kind of wasn't able to do that in a lot of this but Taz sold so much of this match for me. Um, Taz told a lot of the story here, um, and he kind of helped push that story uh, that Cage was telling in the ring, where Cage yep. is kind of breaking away, and you can see that. And it's, yep. it's, it is an ascension for him uh, through a loss, in my opinion. I don't think this loss hurts him at all. I think this, this loss is going to propel him to a different level. Because Explain that. Explain that. I, I mean, because you know, it's, it, that's such a non-traditional take, right, where a loss – actually might help benefit a character more than a win um yeah. explain that so i think if you guys have been watching us here like I, i'm a huge team taz fan but 
I, I will admit that there's been times where Brian Cage hasn't been used or not used the uh, in a way that, that makes him look like a superstar mm-hmm. while he's been with Taz at times. Um, he's that's FTW champion and a lot of times doesn't wrestle. Um, and so having him in this match where he kind of got betrayed by Ricky Starks in a way, um, and it wasn't a, a stereotypical, oh, I'm going to just not help you or betray you. Like he went out against his word came in the ring, threw a title in there, and distracted Brian Cage when he was in complete control of the match. And so Cage only lost because he was distracted by his teammate, who he told specifically not to come to the ring. Um, And so now he's got a big reason to not be in Team Taz anymore. And while I love Team Taz, and I I would hate to see Brian Cage leave, Mm -hmm. um, that story has been being told for months, uh, that he's kind of leaning towards a babyface turn, and he's – on that trajectory. And, and we saw on Friday where hangman said like, dude, you're like, your behavior isn't, isn't a heel. Like, what are you doing? You know, like you're, you're, you know, you can't beat me without your teammates. And then when he told his teammates to stay away, they came in there and cost him the win. Exactly. So it's, it's very interesting, very intriguing. And, and I think that this is going to lead into a new storyline a hundred percent because you know, Brian Cage is a guy that, that we all are kind of ready for, you know, we're ready for him to break away and be a single guy. That's exactly where I wanted you to get to, brother, because yeah. it's like we are talking much, a lot about changing the landscape yeah. after Double or Nothing. And, and and this has been one of those where they've been – this has been like slowly developing. We've been wondering when is this going to happen. Mm-hmm. They've done a nice job of pivoting at times to make it feel like, oh, maybe they aren't going to break up. I mean – when we saw Ricky Starks come out and kind of cut that nasty promo and they all just kind of, you know, all these different things where, you know, after Cage beat, like after Cage beat Hangman Page with the help of a gang you beating. Quit. Yeah, you're like, oh, okay, well, he he got the number the pin over the number one contender and they all were kind of working as a cohesive unit. Maybe that's all, maybe that they're changing directions with Cage's character. Maybe they're going to build Team Taz again because Ricky Starks is on the shelf, right? They had me kind of thinking, like, maybe that's where they're going to go with this. Maybe they're going to hold off on breaking up Team Taz because Ricky Starks got hurt. Um, And they've been presenting things a little differently like that over the last couple weeks. But this felt like the right way to go. From his character's perspective, you know, he he very much feels like you talked about, Bonds, a guy who wants to stand on his own two feet. He he kind of has – He's shown reluctance on going all in on the dirtbag tactics that Taz has offered. And, and that played into the end of the match where, you know, they, they threw the belt to him. They wanted to have him use it and cheat, and he wouldn't do it. Um, so that was a really nice character moment for him. Even though he lost, it, it showed, okay, this guy has been having some inner turmoil as a human being on what, what, what he should do. And we saw the good, we saw the moral compass play out. And although it cost him the match, we see a a new direction for Brian cage and a light at the end of the tunnel where, okay, this guy, we, we all see this dude is is legitimate. He's the machine. He's done a lot over the course of his career. And his offense is so, uh, this is one of the things, even though he's like intimidating and a bad, like a badass looking dude, his offense is so fun and yeah. so jaw dropping that you that there is there is 
a part of me, like even though I love my heels, I, there's a part of me that wants him to go babyface because it is such a a natural fit. The guy is just such sure. a like an easy guy to want to watch and root for. He's just and for him to like him changing sides to a face side, like that changes the landscape of AEW a lot. It gives them a strong babyface who who could really come as an up and comer. Mm-hmm. Imagine if he challenged Miro. For the TV, wow. for the TNT title, right? I mean, we just got done seeing two monsters go at it. Add another monster to that mix, and you throw in the machine, Brian Cage. I mean, talk about a gauntlet for Miro, right? I mean, I just think that there's a lot of excitement, a lot of juice comes out of this match on both sides from a character perspective. This was the perfect play. Cage, Cage now has drama in team Taz. He can he can argue with those guys that like I told you guys to stay out of my business. You know, I want to be my own man. I want to stand on my own two feet. He can kind of move towards that babyface vibe and Hangman Adam Page getting a huge win like this yeah. starts to build his his credibility back up. After that loss, starts putting him on the the rankings like landscape, right? Like the potential of getting in that top 5. Um, there's a lot to like coming out of this match. And for being the opener, you know, it, it, it hit on all the right levels. We, we always go, we always geek out SPD. Like my favorite, one of my favorite moments is when Brian cage catches a dude in the middle, like, like just in midair and he's doing, he's doing curls with a guy like hangman pages size size. I just, he is his power. It's not just strength, his power, his control, that dude is incredible. It feels like he's an incredibly safe worker, even though his matches look like he's just destroying people. You know what I mean? I'm a big. I'm. I'm really digging Cage's work, and I feel like this match was such a well, like well wrestled all around wrestling match between two pros. I thought it was well, well done. Great opener. Yes, absolutely, man. And this was well. Let's shift gears to the tag match, and I think a lot of our us. And a lot of fans were wrong with booking this. You know, we predicted a title change of hands as almost like you said, Crayfish, the transition title, even though, you know, I hate to even say that because Moxley is a world champion, uh, you know, and all that. But the Danglies prevailed for sure. And it, this was one of the best matches on the card as well. You know, the huge pop for the wild thing, man. The You knew the crowd was going to go wild. And there's an absolute huge pop. And not only huge pop for the wild thing, I feel like Eddie was getting the chance going, the Eddie chance nonstop, Eddie chance nonstop. And it was um, insane. And it, I loved it, man. I love seeing it. The amount of false finishes here, the abuse Moxie was taking. Um, I, I mean, there's so many funny moments, um, such as the little nuances, you know, the Young Bucks typically doing the, ooh, the shield mocking, that tombstone uh, pile driver on the ramp to Moxley, jeez, man, did he ever, uh, did he ever go off on that? Is for sure, man. Like, what did you think? Think about it. Yeah, n- now, um, now is the time to discuss uh, a a real a match that I felt like was really, I guess, wrong. I thought that Moxley and Kingston um, were going to take this one um and i felt like the way that the way that the aw's tag team division is shaping up right now um is to me 
it's hard to see post this match. I, I felt like this was the reason why I picked Moxley and Kingston, even though I feel like the Young Bucks are doing the best work of their career, SPD. Like, at sure, least certainly they're best, the best in this run in AEW. Um, I feel like they like they're hitting on all cylinders right now. I, I thought that the, the the overall way that this division is shaping up, you look at all like I mean the Bucks have beat the acclaim. They've beaten they've beaten the varsity blondes. They beat they retired SCU, they beat FTR. Um I, I felt like this was a moment where it would have been smart. You 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 created this super team, this super group of Eddie Kingston and Moxley, two super over baby faces that get a real organic response out of the crowd. I was so it, like we talk about pops, Moxley and Kingston, their pop, the crowd was it was really cool to see Kingston be able to experience sure. such huge reactions to his work because he's been like an unsung hero, especially in this storyline. Bonds, you and I have talked a lot about it. He's kind of been like the, the guy who gets beat up and gets worked over. And while Moxley gets to come in and look like the superhero, um, Kingston's kind of put in the work as kind of being the guy who takes the grind, takes the beating, and then gets the hot tag to Moxley. And get yeah. and then it, So it was really cool to see such a guy who's such a clear locker room leader in AEW, mm-hmm. such, a, such a good story for a guy who's had a long career to finally get to this point. It yeah. would have been really cool to see – um, Moxley and Kingston take this one, freshen up the division, For shake sure. things up a little bit, throw the elite on their heels a little bit too, right? Like it would have been, I feel like that would have been a perfect opportunity to go that path. They didn't. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of shenanigans involved, which is <laughs> the typical Bucks yeah. match. The Danglies um, came out. The da- Yeah, I mean – it was cool seeing Kazarian. Um, oh, I love that. Get involved too. I mean, from a lot like I don't know where they're going with his character, but like if he becomes kind of this like wild card that is just driven by his, and you know, we've seen it on BTE that hair trigger anger that he has. If he's just like this wild card character who's always stalking the elite <laughs> after after what they did to him and his best friend. I am totally down with that. Like having him just be like kind of come out of nowhere and, and, be, and be the guy who evens the odds and takes them mm-hmm. down. I would be all for that. I just, I was just surprised. Clearly I picked Moxley and Kingston. I wasn't Same. expecting that to happen. Um, I think that, you know, obviously the Bucks are killing it. Bonds, you love what the yeah. Bucks are doing, but you, you, you picked Moxley and Kingston to win as well. Um, what were your takeaways from the overall match? Again, uh, this is another one of the matches that I thought they, they absolutely killed it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I was a little surprised. I thought that um, they were going to go in, in a different direction. Obviously, with my bingo card, I, I expected Mox and uh, Kingston, especially with that pop I got. And everything just kind of seemed like the writing was on the walls for some sort of change here. But right. I, I think that the match, uh, while it was awesome, I, I'm questioning like who's going to take these guys out now. Um, yeah, where do they go from here? Yeah, where do they go from here? Like they've beaten everybody, right? Um, and and well, yeah, most of their matches have involved like shenanigans and stuff. And you can kind of maybe pivot and be like, oh well, in a clean match, they're gonna lose to somebody, and maybe that's the plan down the line. But I was like, man, like if they're gonna beat beat Moxley, who you know was a like long reigning champion, and Eddie Kingston, who's a, a been in the title picture, uh, you know, as recently as this year. 
um, what's the like what's the game plan here? Because right. these guys are just like yeah. on fire. They're on a different level. Yes. They, they they've beaten everybody that I can think of yeah. in in the in the tag division. And that's where I felt like, oh yeah, like you know, it it would be you created like again, you cre- this is like Batman and Superman teaming up with Moxley and Kingston. You, <laughs> you created this super group. And if they can't win, if they can't dethrone the Bucks, who can? You know, like that, and it just it left me wondering that. And I and I'm this is one of the th- the biggest takeaways from that pay per view is like, who is going to dethrone the Young Bucks? I mean, when we go f- looking forward yeah. in the landscape, you know, I love FTR, but they're preoccupied. They're, they're not getting cool. a title shot anytime soon. I don't think. I mean, I know that Dax is bitter about it, and I and understandably so. Um, but they're, you know, they're kind of preoccupied with Santana Ortiz and we don't think that the inner circle pinnacle feud is going away anytime right. soon. Right. They just beat the varsity blondes. Um, all ego, all ego and Scorpio sky. They lost a big match tonight. And quite right. frankly, their, their dynamic doesn't feel like a great pairing with the, the heel, the, the young bucks, because they both, all four of them are just braggadocious jerks. So it doesn't really, it doesn't work. Anything like they would team up with them. You know, yeah. So yeah. you start to, you start to look around and you start to wonder what's next for this division. And that's where I'm kind of stumped. And that's why I said like, Hey man, bring in authors, bring in something. They're going to need to do something dramatic to shape up this division because more so than even Kenny dude, because I know Kenny, the belt collector, he looks like he's going to have a long dominant reign. Sure. But I think that there are some clear pieces of the puzzle coming together as to what that story is going to mean and who's going to dethrone him. Um, I don't see that logically coming together right now about the Bucks. I don't. I, I don't see the Bucks dropping the belts anytime soon, guys. Not after you last on top night. Beating, beating Moxley and Kingston, and in doing so, really, I mean, like again, their showmanship. They're like they were so over the top. It was yep. absolutely cool. compelling and hilarious content. These guys are killing it right now. They definitely are. I mean, it took four BTE triggers to put down Mox, and that is just absolutely brutal. brutal. Oh. And I don't think I've seen you know one real quick before we switch to the Battle Royal that uh, a 450 splash by Young Bucks before. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I've seen that out of them in AEW yet. But it was just another part of their arsenal man this was great and you know i think we could discuss this on a friday night flights even though we're doing a live live watch along again this week uh maybe during the commercials we can pick pick some more young bucks uh opponents but they're facing Pac and penta and dynamite which is pretty crazy like obviously Pac and penta should win on paper in my opinion but yeah you're we not could talk about in depth. Me. i know yeah. we can talk about in depth from or a good topic of like where does Mox and Kingston go? Where do the you know who could possibly beat the Young Bucks and all that? But um, I'm like happy that. to talk about the Battle Royal because this was my pick. Oh, Jungle Boy comes out on top. You know the fan favorite, uh, Christian Cage, which was a lot of our a lot of uh, you guys um, or you Crayfish. Bonds yep. was the Joker, um, and I picked Jungle Boy. He's been kind of MIA a little bit, but we know his in-ring work ethic and the way he can handle himself in a battle royal. A well-deserved, a great mm. um, respect at the end from Christian Cage, telling him to you know not to not to 
blow the spot. You deserve it. It's your time. Yeah. You know, so talk about pops. This was a perfect match to really showcase, you know, what people have for the crowd. I like the style of this doing suits at a time Mm -hmm. and everyone getting their own entrance per se. Um, You know, I thought Matt Hardy was absolutely hilarious. This whole match uh, with private party, um, and I, <laughs> but there's a huge pop for 10, a huge pop for the varsity blondes, even. Yep. Uh, Penta got a huge pop, yeah. Penta Max, with that, oh, the Joker gear, was yeah, freaking awesome. Too. Max like, Caster oh had a humongous pop, and of course, Jungle Boy's <laughs> pop as well, uh, yeah, bef- during before the match and after the match. And it was a pretty fun. Um, who really stood out to you? Uh, during this match and what did you think of the addition of leo rush as the joker well for me spd i felt like you you should be beaming ear to ear because when you pick the battle royal winner right that's uh that that's some serious stones man that's impressive um you know and like you said jungle boy was kind of a dark horse i like my favorite thing about this the way this was booked and it again it kind of i feel like i picked christian um, and maybe yeah. it's because I've been a WWE fan my whole life for, from, since I was little. I just, I like, it felt like, oh, that's the obvious pick. But like, this was such a brilliant way to end this one. You had the established grizzled veteran who was really like the number one entrant. Great yeah. story. But if he won that over Jungle Boy, the loud crowd, the live crowd would have turned on them so fast. And shoot like they were to they were you could tell they were getting ready to boo if Christian beat Jungle Boy like you could yeah. tell that was not gonna go over well and sure. I just felt like this was a really great from a booking perspective from TK's perspective brilliant move in that you have the you had the favorite who is this grizzled veteran who's been established as a top tier guy mm-hmm. was your biggest hot signing of the year all this stuff that you hyped up massively. Sure. He made his when he first came in, he made it clear he wanted to go after Kenny Omega and the title. And to do all that and then then pivot and have your homegrown young star go out on top, that's a smart business move. Right. That's a big picture, smart, savvy move. You have that you 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 immediately create a massive star moment for jungle boy mm-hmm. huge moment and you used christian perfectly to play to play the end of that overarching story sure. and catapult jb into this next stratosphere of his career we know that K- jb versus kenny omega will be in two weeks such an awesome match dude like in two from an weeks. in-ring perspective that's gonna be a banger like, cause you know that Jungle Boy can go, like, and keep up with Kenny, For the sure. best bout machine. He can keep up with him from a from a stamina standpoint. He's gonna push the pace. Like, that was such a great big picture moment. Um, other things <laughs> that jumped out at me really quick. I thought like the Hardy family order obviously looked fantastic. Put that's a good one, Bonds. The um the Hardy family order. I I'm I really dug um how Isaiah Cassidy and Marquine were kind of protecting Matt Hardy throughout yeah. this. I thought that was really well done. Um, I felt like powerhouse Hobbs came off looking like a big deal in this match. Um, and that's a good thing because that guy has a really bright future. So I liked that a lot. Um, but I felt like the biggest takeaway from me was not only that jungle boy won, but how they booked him to win. 
And yeah. I just thought it was a very intelligent, forward-thinking <laughs> decision by by management. I thought it was fantastic. Bonds, what were your, some of your biggest takeaways? Well, again, like I'm hearing your Jungle Boy comment, man. I, I this is the night I was kind of expecting uh, with or, from Orange Cassidy. Um, that's why I picked him in my. In my you did. Card, right? So, like, I I'll explain that since we I wasn't able to talk to you guys about the pre-show. Um, this was like something that I was like, oh man, well maybe they're going to give this big pop for somebody here. And I was thinking, well, in this title match, you know, you have a dark horse, like, you know, contender. OC was definitely presented as a dark horse. Right. Like somebody you don't expect. And they were like, even Kenny was treating him like a joke. So it's like, this is kind of a great opportunity to have somebody like go over and, and that ended up being jungle boy instead, which is awesome. Um, I think that's so such a, a brilliant stroke of genius, especially when, um, Again, a lot of people were expecting Christian. You saw on social media oh, yeah. uh, before the match, like everybody was picking Christian. Um, part of that was the landscape of it. There wasn't a lot of people um, in the, the the battle royale that I was like, man, this guy is going to be somebody that I could see fighting Kenny. Um, yes, especially like with QT Marshall being a late pool yeah. out of it. You know, there were some some of the you know, like I agree with you. I, I think that the landscape of the battle royal. That's why you picked the Joker to win. Yeah, right. Was because you felt like, okay, like looking at the way this is lined up and to SPD's point, Jungle Boy wasn't necessarily on a hot streak. Jungle Boy wasn't necessarily being presented as a main event guy in recent weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, So I totally understood why you leaned into the Joker being the the potential one, because that's a big surprise. It could have been anybody. I felt like Leo Rush was a a lean in, lean into it. I felt like Leo Rush was a really nice um, Joker play. Um, Leo. He had some big he, moments. He had some good moments. His offense is is fun in in the like landscape. Like a little ninja. Yeah, he's like you know he's a little spider monkey, and he wrestled like a little spider monkey at times, going underneath yeah. people's legs and kicking them. Yeah, and all sorts. that stunner he, was awesome. Yeah, I mean yeah. he 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 brought some energy to the to the match, which was great. Like, um, I don't think that he. I felt like it was a perfect play because it wasn't a guy where like, oh man, if he if he's the Joker and doesn't win, right. what right. a bummer. He's you know, but it was a nice like, and the way he was eliminated was smart. Yeah, wasn't like he got thrown out by you know he was trying to eliminate uh the, you know Hardy family office and like got eliminated by Matt while he was trying to eliminate uh, the other two. So it was like a smart way to eliminate him as well. Yeah, right. so like you you kind of protected him. Um, you protected your new your new toy. And mm-hmm. then you kind of got rid of those other guys when you were like, okay, cool. Now we have the top three here. And mm-hmm. I think having Matt there was awesome. He's funny. He earned it. Matt oh, earned he was, that. that yes. Spot. He was so great. Oh, yeah, he was funny the whole time. And then, but having like the top two, I was like, oh man, like, cause I was, I was texting with SPD again and I was like, oh man, it's going to be, it's going to be Christian, right? Like it's gotta be Christian. And then it wasn't Christian. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I was a little bit ahead of him in the, and I hope I didn't spoil it, but I was a no. little bit ahead of him in the, uh, on the stream and I was like, no way. I was so excited. Um, I popped maybe harder for that than any other match just because of, of the surprise factor. I yeah. Was like, oh man. Like he's finally getting a chance. Like that's awesome. Like he's yep. a young guy deserves it. He's, he's in the ring. Talent is, we all agree. Like he, he's going to be a, 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 a cornerstone in AEW. Agreed. And this is a big moment. And even if he doesn't beat Kenny, like whatever, you know, he's 20, what, 23 years old, 24 years old, young guy. Yeah. So yep. I just mean, the he, opportunity, just the opportunity yeah. to get in the ring with the champ, yeah. have a match where you know they're gonna tear the roof down. 
for sure. Um, and the crowd's gonna be so hot for that. They're gonna there's gonna be a lot of people trying wanting to see JB dethrone Kenny. That would be a really fun, especially down the road match, man. It it just and it just feels like the right call from like a company health perspective, right? Like yeah. you're you're building guys from the like you look at Darby Allen got a big got a big win tonight. You look at Hangman Adam Page got a big win tonight. Britt Baker big win tonight. You're you're looking at a lot of these. Sammy Guevara got the pin, yeah. right? You're seeing like purposefully trying to establish these homegrown every match, yeah. right? Over and over and over again, I really like that the the overall theme of this show where you get to see them leaning into their own like their own stars and not not all these other names that you know. Obviously, Miro came out on top tonight, but Miro is presented in such a different way right now. He's in, a different in AEW. He's just a totally different guy than what he was in his past. So I don't know. I feel like they they did a really nice job. When we talk about changing the landscape, you are really changing the landscape of this company for the rest of this calendar year and beyond with a move like with the moves that they made in tonight's show. Very smart booking, setting up potential big pushes down the road, and JB no bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and when I, we were when we talk about this. This is where we we were bummed out, right? SPD. This felt like a moment that could have been. This is definitely a moment that could have been. Well, first off, like you talked about before, Uncle Sam, Cody himself coming out, you know, I thought it was a pretty sick jacket, pretty sick look. Um, but all in all, like, I don't know if this was the the placement of it or what, man. It just, it just seemed like a slow pace to the match. Um, it didn't hit the way we wanted. I guess my expectations were much higher. Uh, for what it's worth, a Go-Go's third match ever – he wrestled great. I mean, the guy's got charisma. He's got the attitude. He's mm-hmm. got the look. And he's a high flyer, too, apparently, with That's that awesome. big frog splash that he yeah, threw. So that was, yeah. uh, that was unexpected, especially with bruised ribs or whatever, or potentially mm-hmm. broken ribs that he had. So that was a, a nice surprise to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have liked to see a little bit more false finishes, a little bit closer fought battle, You know, suck the crowd in a little bit more. But obviously the crowd went berserk at the end with Cody going in the crowd and things like that. How could you not? Um, I agree. It did fall flat as well. Um, and that's a, it's a bummer because I was so excited for this one. And it was so excited to see a go-go get elevated. Granted, he's still he's still green in the game of professional wrestling. Um, but he's showing you know star power in, in numbers for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, I hate it's a bummer. <laughs> Go it. ahead, Bonds. Yeah, it's it. okay. Yeah. Uh, it really disappoints me. Uh, this felt like if Rocky, like a Rocky movie where Rocky is fighting somebody that's only been boxing for six months, and then he like celebrated like he beat Dolph Lundgren uh, at the end. You know what I mean? That's kind of mm-hmm. how it felt for me. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like the factory, like what they're they got Nexus. I said that to SPD. The first thing I said to him was like, Oh man, factory got Nexus. They're done. It's it because yeah. now QT lost to Cody. Um, on you know, at blood and guts, like QT lost and now Gogo lost and Gogo was being treated with like such care. Um, he was being treated with such care. Again, you don't need to have this. This isn't a necessary match in my opinion. Um, 
like I get it. Like it's Memorial Day weekend and Cody's, you know, Captain America. They leaned like, into that so know. hard, that aesthetic. Oh yeah. my god. It was like, like he was the homelander from from uh, the boys. He like right. the blonde hair and all. He looked like it was just like wow. Right. It, and this just wasn't a necessary match. And it, it, it puts it stops the factory in their tracks, you know? Yeah. And it, I know it, you're very sensitive about that because like, you know, you see too many promising groups. Yeah. get cut their momentum cut out from underneath them on a moment like this. And you're right. I mean, QT Marshall, you know, I was loving the work that he's been, he's been doing on the mic. His character work has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, and for him to go down to Cody at blood and guts, you were like, okay, well the leader lost. So that really cuts a lot of their momentum. And then <clears throat> yeah. as bonds talked about, I mean, a go-go was portrayed as the killer of this group, man. Ogogo was portrayed as like the stud of this group, and it, and he in the and it wasn't just that he lost, but it was it was that he lost, and it wasn't like the what was the story of this match? Normally, That's Cody's true. matches have these like epic builds, these these com- complex, heart wrenching stories. Um, I didn't see like I was expecting something to happen with the with Ogogo's eye. I was expecting like I, I was expecting Cody to be challenged to a point where he had to like go to his wrestling roots, you know, maybe like to adapt to the like a go-go, you know, maybe dominates the beginning of the match with his pure boxing and his his punching and power ability. And Cody, out of desperation, has to like come up with a strategy on the spot to avoid a stand-up brawl and then lean more into mat-based wrestling or something like that. It wasn't. There was no overarching story to this match. Whether what the psychology was missing, mm-hmm. and it, I felt like it really hurt the product in that in that regard. It hurt this match in the way that it came across. You know, I, we I picked a go go to win this because I felt like this was an opportunity to put that stamp on this on this guy and say we're we're going all in with him. Sure. Um, I didn't think that Cody needed the win, um, but I do see the greater aesthetic that they played into. I get that they're trying to push the patriotic angle, the American dream, all of that. And being able to digest the match results and think about it, you know, Ogogo is very green and very, very new to wrestling. And if they are to build off of this where, you know, he he comes out hungrier um that you know he basically plays into you know Cody you know you you I was I I you I was I'm two and like I was two and oh before I met you and like really like plays into that he was inexperienced he learned from this and he wants mm-hmm. a rematch maybe um but I like you guys I'm kind of wondering is this the end of that feud is this the end of the family versus the, the nightmare family versus the factory because i don't know where they go from here with this one i really well don't. i don't know if you saw the announcement but the camarado versus dustin Rhodes is going to be a bull rope match which they've been they've been teasing for a while um you know so that's still getting yeah. pushed but well obviously then cody Rhodes and lee johnson versus qt and agogo again in a tag so you still have that being pushed but, but how like, do you salvage it? You know, you know, where do you go from even if com- the factory get a clean sweep on dynamite, 
do you think that gives him momentum back? I mean, it has to. All that I'm seeing is in, in Bonds, I can see it in your face. I can tell that you're 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 there's a part of you inside that just wants to just un, un, like a volcano um, <laughs> come out on this one. You know, all that I'm seeing is a, a common theme that the factory can hang hang with and beat the 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 nightmare family underlings you know they can mm-hmm. beat the, they can beat the gun the gun club gogo can be a he can look a, like a killer when you throw him in the ring with austin gun but sure he did um but as soon as they get to the to cody level they're not a threat and, and that's the way that they've been presented at this point now and that's a bummer because you know i love i love what these guys i love of the potential of the factory of course just looking at the story that aw has told me Cody should not be sweating these guys at all anymore. I mean, he, he's proven – he proved – I mean, to me, it's been pretty convincing. He's proven yeah. that he's the top dog. And so um, do they do they continue to be a nuisance to him and his family? It seems like that's going to continue. Um, but when you talk about a believable, compelling storyline, this took a big step back. I felt like um, – even though it would have been an incredibly heelish move by the company almost to have a guy who's been talking trash about the United States for months on end to win on Memorial Day weekend and put Cody down. Yeah. That could have gone that could have been a nuclear heat moment where you can't pay yes, it really you could. You can't, you can't buy that kind of heat. No. They could and if if Gogo would have gone in there and left Cody bloody and and you know, even like knockout, disgusting, like mm-hmm. blow, his, blow his nose on the U.S. flag and throw it in the ring, spit on right. it, spit on Cody. You Oof. know, do something where you, like you talk about nuclear level heat mm-hmm. that could have catapulted a go-go and the factory into an area of detestable guys that would have been really, really a compelling and interesting television. Now. I don't see anything coming out of this story that is remotely that engaging. I think the bull rope, bull rope match between Nick Camarado and Dustin will be a well-fought match. We know that yeah. Dustin is a pro, and he's really smart in the ring, and he's always enjoyable when he gets he gets an opportunity to have psychology in a, in a match. Um, but I think that the AW, this was the one moment where it felt like, man, they really, and you know, me talking about it throughout the show over and over and over again, it felt mm-hmm. like AW was saying, we're going to build younger stars. We're going to build stars and establish names. This could have been an opportunity where they did that. And I just don't think that they did. And it I, whole yeah. 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 Bonds, yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you kick this one off, man. Yeah, you can, fit, you can wrap. The, yeah, wrap that last one up. If it has a bad taste in your mouth, I know talking Miro will make you happy. So, oh yeah, <laughs> this will cheer me right up. Yeah, I'm sorry, SPD, because I know you're you're a Lance guy, but I'm an uh, Archerholic, Murderhawk <laughs> maniac. Oh yeah, but but man, I I thought this match was another great one, another yeah. fun match. Um, I think the the ending was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't really lead to a finish, but. Overall, these guys were brutal. Um, they they they're two of the biggest monsters in the company. We saw three the three big monsters yep. uh, wrestle tonight. You know, yep. we started last night. We saw you know Cage and we saw Miro and Lance. And I think that overall, um, I was surprised at how big of a pop Miro got. 
and I, I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, we saw it on Friday, you know, when um, we heard the Miro's going to kill you chance against Dante. Yeah, like, oh, fans no. are smart. Fans yeah, are not. They are. Yeah, they're smart. They get it. Especially AEW fans are smart. You yep. know, I, I've gotten some arguments with some non-smart fans today, but um, I think that the fans that were at the arena last night were very smart. And yeah. Um, Man, Miro just looks like a guy. Okay, they're going all in again. It's good. It's something. I'm kind of bummed that Lance kind of got fed to the wolf here. Um, yeah, you know, because that seems to happen to him all the time. That's like yeah. his thing now. But yeah. um, I'm very happy that they didn't immediately pull the plug on Miro too. So I'm I'm kind of I'm happy and I'm bummed uh, just because I would have been okay with either of these guys winning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that both of them are bankable superstars um, and. I think that uh, it was interesting that, you know, Jake got involved mm-hmm. uh, when Jake got involved and Miro just threw his snake. Out oh, my God. Yeah, Dude. that was like something else. I was like, holy smock. Talk about a nuclear heat moment where you're like, he wow. got cheered. Yeah, yeah, I got cheered. Like, he just took the bag with the snake and launched it as launched far as he could. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was like, no. Oh, that my God. Like, the commentary was like, by God. And everybody was just cheering for him. And I was like, man, like this this match is not going how they expected. It, it, no. Which is funny. Um, I, I like that it worked like that. And, and you know, I, I'm curious to see if they do pivot here with Miro um, at all just because of how – much he's getting pops that's uh, a good you know, question because i think this would be a great like bigger topic discussion now yeah. that fans are back pretty much full f- close to full force who do you see naturally transitions to hey babyface heel all without... championships right now are on heels on, i know on but paper, like w- based right? on crowd reaction like right. obviously we talk about dmd clearly now muro you know getting the huge pops the acclaim getting huge pops two or three huge heels in the pandemic era of fans, now that our fans are out, boom, you have like this massive You're right. pop yeah. by smart AEW fans. You're right. And so who do you – and then there could be people, pops that you would expect that you don't get. You yeah. know, for someone like – I don't know. I don't have any specific examples. Like I didn't expect to hear uh, the Varsity Blondes get such a big pop. Huge you know? pop. So Huge pop obviously the they're Blondes. very, very likable. But, yeah, so – Bonds, I mean, you can continue your thought, but like, I mean, oh, this yeah. match started off so strong. It was awesome. I liked how Lance started right off the belt. The crowd was hot for both guys right away, you know, and then yeah. I, you can feel a transition of the crowd um, right away. Murderhawk showing his agility. He attempted that moonsault. He did that backflip tightrope walk. It was awesome, man. Mon- truly monster versus monster. And this was the hardest one for me to, to watch because like, this is obviously a dream match on paper, but I kept saying, you rushed it. Slow it down. Slow Stretch it out. Stretch it out. Yeah, baby. so it yeah. was really brutal. Um, you know, I thought it was going to go to a time limit draw because they they brought it up. The announcers were like, oh, it, this is different than other pay-per-view events because the TNT title has 20-minute time limit matches. So I was like, okay, they're covering their tracks. Uh, maybe it will be a time limit draw as it should. And then Bonds, you got up. You're like, this is kind of an abrupt finish when we were talking, and maybe Archer got hurt or something. I don't know. Did you see anything that really could have triggered a a quick? It, I thought it was a relatively quick finish because Archer was fighting back, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden when he yanked it back, he was just out like pretty quick. Like he almost got out of the hold. 
the game over is quickly becoming, I mean, especially with the new intensity that Miro's locking that baby in, that is quickly becoming one of the more fierce and scary finishers in all of AEW, man. Like, he, like, yeah, he, he did have it locked in, in in the murder hawk when he was trying to put it, you know, and, and, and Lance was starting to break away. But as soon as murder, like, Miro transitioned into the full body arc, he, he it was over, man. Um, you know, and and for me, like, I feel like Miro is a guy who his natural charisma, he's proven time and again, the crowd just love the guy. It doesn't matter what gimmick he has. It doesn't matter if he's a video gamer, if he's a Bulgarian brute, it doesn't matter. The guy just oozes natural charisma. He gets it. And throughout this match, you know, he's come on, you know, he, he like he knows how to get the cr- a live crowd fired up and amped up. I just right. I love that about him. And so there's a natural like for, for him, even though he took Damien and launched him about 50 yards <laughs> up stage, it does it, like he could beat up Jake. This he could beat up a Hall of Famer. People just love the guy they because he's naturally <laughs> funny. Yeah. He's just naturally a charismatic guy. And I think that the same thing we're finding with the DMD. She could tell you, she could tell me to my face, you're a fat, dumb Mark. And I'd still think you're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> like she's just, there's just certain characters on the, in the landscape it, that, and you just know SPD, like when you meet people, there are certain people who just are, are charismatic. They know how to steal the, the room whenever they're in sure. it. Miro's that kind of guy. He's just naturally hilarious. It's no wonder why that he's the TNT, like, Having him be on these crossovers with TNT for the NBA like went viral, you know, talking about how he could bench press Luka Doncic, you know, 75 times. And like, you know, it just, he just <laughs> he just is naturally a funny guy. And so I I get why Miro won this one, even though we're Murderhawk Maniacs here at Dynamite Download. Um I, I when you look at like the TNT championship and what it represents. You need a guy who can transcend wrestling, and Mir- and Murderhawk is a guy who I I love his his work. I think that he's incredibly intelligent. Um, I think he doesn't get the credit that he deserves for creating a layered character um, who can be babyface one minute and then heal the next minute, and who could lose multiple big matches in the course of his career and still feel like a big deal. I mean, he's lost to Cody. He's lost to Moxley. He's lost to now he's lost all these big opportunities and he's still, I know Lance is going to recover from this just fine. I have less worry about him than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, I was okay. worried. I was worried about them booking themselves into a corner. Sure. Me with, too. With Lance and Miro here and knowing murder Hawk's story seeing him come up short over and over again, I thought that that would hang like a black cloud over him moving forward if he lost this match. After seeing the way it played out, I don't see I, I don't see that. I think that he's going to recover just fine. I think that he's, okay. he's just got this natural presence to him. He's so unique in the landscape of AEW when it comes to big men. Um, I think he's going to be fine. I, I do. I think it's going to take some time for him to be believable as a challenger for a title again. Ugh. But um, I also think that, you know, Lance has made us forget rather quickly in past big matches that he's lost, that he lost them. Yeah. He's just, he just has this dominant presence to him that I think when you combine that with his, 
his awesome entrance theme, his intensity. There's a lot there that I, I still think he'll be able to navigate this and be and come out looking good at the end. I do. Yeah, I mean, this was Archer's double or nothing because he had two shots at the TNT title chant and nothing. So um, it's a good point. tough predicament for that. You know, without overthinking this, specifically directing this comment to Crayfish, we'll start with Bonds. Who do you want to see Miro face next as a – not a – necessarily like nothing against Dante Martin, not as like a Dante Martin competition competitor as like a legitimate competitor that when, when they lose, cause Miro's going to be a bad, you know, go on a, a tear when they lose, it won't hurt him as bad. Who would you want to see? Yeah. Yes. Like maybe all out Brian yeah. cage, but too soon, like at the short term, who do you, who would you like Max caster? Okay. Um, yeah. I think that'd be really fun because Miro, if he is transitioning um, potentially as a baby face, uh, I would like to see Max uh, kind of go in on him, make fun of him a little bit, maybe call back. <laughs> I would some, love it. Call back love some it. stuff that happened in, in WWE because there were some funny oh. storylines with him yep. at the very end there. Yep. Um, you could kind of play that up. And I think that, you know, Miro uh, could kind of go over against him, he could go over sure. his face. And that's how hmm. you, he's a guy that I think that you could really push Miro, like, because Max gets those, going to get those pops when he's doing his raps. But I think oh, in the yeah. ring still, he's still going to heal. Be, He's, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's still going to get that heel His wrestling style, the- yeah, his wrestling style too, Bonds. That's a good call because, like, his wrestling style is still very, like, slow down, heel tactics. And when you talk about a guy like Miro and his big personality, you got to have somebody who can hold up to that. You can't have somebody who's just kind of, like, in the back, like, who could get overshadowed so easily by a guy like right. Miro and his, his charisma and over-the-top sense so i think caster's a great pick by you because he's he feels like he's on the ascent um right and just getting the, those kind of opportunities will be really good for him in his credibility long term sure and i think that the, the promo work would be fantastic between those two guys that's a great pick by you um you know honestly um that was my first thought okay um was was max i think that's a great pick by by bonds other than that, dude, I think like honestly, I, I I really dig the way that I think that the Dark Order needs something. Um, so I, I think that Ten is a guy who I was going to say Ten would be a really interesting but. matchup, just because like not just because of the Dark Order and not like they're they're kind of in a murky like where are they going um, stage of their careers, um, but I feel like the the 10 versus Miro from a body standpoint, from a power standpoint. It would be fun. Would be fun. I think that would be really fun. I think if Miro's title reign has more of Hoss battles than like him just destroying little guys like Dante, I right. I want to see more of that. I want to see him take on a, a, a powerhouse Hobbs. I want to see him take on a Preston Vance. Um, I want to see him go toe-to-toe with, with, uh, with Brian Cade down the road. I want to see those Hoss battles. Um, I would I think, love to see, like, I mean, just for a uh, pure battle, obviously it won't be more of a stretch feud, like a Luchasaurus versus mm, Miro, mm. and more of a feud. Fe- feud would be, like, fun with Penta, I think, like, because Penta's, you know, in-ring comedic, like, stuff and, like, joking around. Very and charismatic chops, showman. Very good cra- call. Yes. And so I think that would be pretty funny. Like, Miro would, like, 
I like that. not take that and like just kick him in the face and like not let him get that. So I think Penta and Luchasaurus, 10, Max, those are all great ones for sure. I like the I like um, all those picks, man. Those are all really good picks. I, yeah. I, you know, thinking like you just said, I mean, I, you you think about the the it, can you imagine Penta's chops to Miro's <laughs> chest? Like those two could go at it. Like, and that's what I want to see. I want guys that I think we all named guys yeah. that would push Miro in different areas. Bonds was definitely thinking about like from a personality standpoint, mm-hmm. Max Caster and Miro would be a great fit, like like from a promo battle and like perso- personality. But you sure. and I are in lockstep SPD. Guys that could push Miro in the ring, Luchasaurus against him oh, would, be, that would, be, would fun. be fun. Like yeah. I-, I think that Penta is a great pick. Even though he's not this big powerhouse, his offense, his strikes are scary good, dude. That would be a really good matchup. I like that. That's for sure, man. And well, let's talk transition to the former TNT Championship and the first time we we're seeing it's Sting in the ring. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, we all picked Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky to win, or did anyone have Sting and Darby? Or no, Craig, no, I think you had Sting I, and Darby, right? I had Sting and Darby. Uh, I had Sting and Darby to win this one. I couldn't yes, remember. Yep. But for story purposes, I chose that. I mean, obviously, in front of a sold out crowd, like two of the biggest pops that have been getting over the last three months, Darby and Sting, everything they've been doing uh, with the the small but mighty crowds and now a sold-out crowd. They deserve it, of course, and Sting's return. They deserve it, of course. Um, This was actually a pretty – Sting really impressed me, man. I mean, first off, the promo work, you know, the cinematography that we got out of that that, uh, pre-match promo with Darby and Sting, he picks him up. It's showtime. That was awesome, man. Another well-done promo by Darby Allen. I'm sure he had all his hands in that and Sting to really kick it off. Uh, and Darby's war paint, you know, mimicking kind of like a lighter uh, Sting's on there when he came out was really awesome. And it started off with a bang. And, man, mm-hmm. Sting doing the frog splash off the top, taking those bumps and popping right back up on the bump on the stage at Sting's age. I wouldn't want to take that at any age and then mm. him to pop up and then do that stinger splash pretty much off, you know, onto both guys off the poker chips, man, this is awesome. They stinger got the crowd going. Were, the sure. stinger splashes were on point tonight. He, he, yeah. he, he was killing it with the stinger splashes. Bonds, you picked all ego and, uh, and Scorpio sky to win this one. No, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I sorry. Stinger. I thought more of us yeah. picked that up. Just the dark yeah. horse. I was pulling I thought- the crayfish heel. Yeah, I thought that like the, the story made most sense. Even though I wanted Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky to win this, I felt like just talking about feel good moments on the show. First time seeing Sting in front of wrestling in front of a large audience like that. Darby coming off the heels of a loss, th- basically losing his TNT titles because of these two guys. Right. The, the redemption story made so much sense here, um, and I and I think that like. You know, all ego and Scorpio Sky are, you know, now that they're the the what, they're the the men of the year. Um, they're they're a new they're a newly formed team. They can afford a loss against an icon like Sting and really one of the biggest, most you know, authentic stars that that's starting to develop on the AEW roster. Darby Allen. I felt like this, even even though I'm all in with all ego. Um, I felt like this was an easy way to give the crowd something to cheer about and to be excited about and have these guys go over. I thought it made a lot of sense. The storyline, the, the, the card 
couldn't have gone better as far as having those two guys kind of send those two jerks with their tails between their legs um, with, a, with a good win for the fans. Exactly. Yeah, man, I agree. I, I don't think Sting, like, could lose this match up. Yeah. Like, I just I, – I, it didn't make sense to me, especially after what they did to Darby. Um, you can't, Jeez. like, have Darby go – like, have them go over at Darby again in a way, like – it didn't. It wouldn't have worked. And yep. if you're trying to keep Darby at that level, you know, if you're planning on dropping him to the mid card, then yeah, have him lose again. But you right. But right. obviously, they've invested like way too much in this guy, and his his vignettes are so so good, and mm-hmm. there's so much creativity there, and he brings that into the ring as well. Um, but man, I mean, they have something with him uh, that is just really impressive in terms of. Just a guy that, like, I want him to do everybody's vignettes. If he's doing, like, oh, sure, stuff every time, I want him to direct them. Um, I want him to write them. I want him to do everything because he's so good, dude. They're top-notch oh, for sure. Oh, exactly. They're just – they're awesome. And I think that this match lived up as well. Like, Sting looked 30 years younger. Um, there's there's no sign that guy is in his 60s. Um, Gosh. He looked awesome. And yeah, and that's, that's a great that's a great thing too, Bonds. We've talked about that pairing him up with Darby. Yeah. It helps Darby in a lot of ways. Obviously, it helped give Darby backup because Darby has you know gotten you know as a smaller guy who was the TNT champion, he had a lot of people come out of the woodwork to want to take him down. It gave him the ultimate guy who knows how to defend off gang beatings. You know, in the course of his <laughs> WCW career, he had a lot of those moments, and. But it's, this is one of those rare relationships that's a win-win on both sides because sure. you, get to, you get to have Sting in these moments where you know he could make the save, be the hero, and then even in a, in a match setting, you have Darby, who's this young workhorse who can just you know genuinely seems to like get better as he gets beaten up throughout the match, right? He just gets better and better, and you have Sting come come in and make those hot tags, and really from a visual standpoint, you know. Watching the the documentaries of Ultimate Warrior that have come out recently, you get to see, you know, Sting and, and Warrior really the beginnings of their career was as a team, and right. you forget how big the Stinger is. But when he started out, man, that dude was a bodybuilder when he came into pro wrestling. That dude is a big boy, and when you have him paired up with a guy like Darby, even though Sting's sixty in his sixties. Physically, he looks that much more compelling because he's with a smaller guy, yeah. and you get, he gets those hot tags after Darby gets beaten down. It takes all that offense. He can get those hot tags, mm-hmm. come in like a wrecking ball, knock people around, show off some of his power, hit those big stinger splashes, and and it's a win win for everybody, right? Sure. Just, and, and so I felt like this was one of those home run matches across the board. Sky and Page came out looking better because they hung with like two guys that we know are established top tier guys in the company. Um, and it also gives more motivation for this feud to continue. Yep. If, if Darby and sting lost this and sky and, and page one, you'd where do they go from here in the story, right? They cost Darby yeah. the title for the TNT championship. These guys got the, got the convincing win in a tag setting. It's kind of the story is over. Yeah. This gives the this gives Scorpio Sky and, and Ethan Page, they go back, they lick their wounds, they they drop in the rate, they drop in the rankings a little bit. It's a blow to their egos, which is needed. 
And it gives Paige, especially the guy who has sworn that he's going to be the the nail in Darby's coffin. Yep. It gives him that much more anger and motivation to like want a piece of Darby again. Because the last thing in our minds now is them them losing. So I think that this is one of those where it keeps that story fresh, keeps pouring gas on that fire. Um, and, and I think that that one's going to be a story that develops and gets hotter and hotter as we go into the summer. I really like that. Um, the characters work really well off each other. I think that this is a, a story that I don't want to see go away anytime soon. I really like what they're doing with this the story arc between these two teams. I mean, uh, All Ego almost did put the final nail in his coffin when he threw him into the freaking crowd. Oh that my was gosh. amazing. That was just – I mean, you don't realize, like, obviously Ego is a pretty big guy, but, like, the strength of him – and Darby's not – by any means a Scorpio sky build or someone like, you know, a typical wrestling build. Yeah. He's a smaller guy, yeah, a smaller guy but to but... throw someone that far, anybody that far uh, was very impressive. And, you know, Scoot brought up a good point. I almost forgot about that. One of my favorite spots was that double submission and then slapping in the face of each other. Just sweet. slap, slap, slap. Yes. I was just like, yes, this is so awesome. That was I sweet. absolutely love that part. And you're, you're, the more you're talking about crayfish, yeah, like, it doesn't make sense for obviously the crowd pop purpose, the the end on a good note purpose, but for the heels to chase them again, chase a little bit more, um, and the future possible one on one match, you go Ethan Page and Darby and some kind of like uh, no DQ thing like him and Matt Hardy had. I could see having on on a dynamite, which would be very entertaining as well. Um, so this was was a great great way. I mean, to be there for live would have been outstanding. The pop for Sting, the pop at the end. Um, really loved it. But um, before we transition to our last segment, the co-main event, since they were mm -hmm. co-main events, the, mm -hmm. the title, the triple threat, the first triple threat uh, ever in AEW for a title, we're we'll announce our bingo card winner. So, Crayfish, I think you got the, the user handle. We were doing a lot of uh, fact-checking. Please correct us if we're wrong. Um, I know we got a lot of submissions, but it came down to the tiebreaker yeah. of who got the pin because we had a couple nine out of tens. And thank you, everyone, for submitting. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to do this a little bit more consistently, I think, because uh, all, everyone's great, you know, interacting with you and just adding more touch to it. You know, I was like checking my card. I was checking your guys's card. Yeah. And be like, oh, man, you, I'm, I'm like, oh, and I was like one in four to start off the night or something. And I slowly picked up and then I was cheering, you know, we should offer like if there is a battle royal, like bonus points, like you get two extra bonus points for picking. You get the that's battle a, royal winner, yeah. right? That's a tough so, one. And the, it, the person who won this week, yeah, the person who won this, this got the battle royal correct. Bill's Mafia, STF, also better known as QT Sopranos Bada Bing Factory. I love the <laughs> name. I love the Twitter handle. Are you sure this wasn't you, Crayfish? But in disguise, you can send it to my. You can send it to me. Um, I love. I love the fact that QT Mark Sopranos Bada Bing Factory won this one, um, and it came down to nine out of ten. But it came down to the fact that they got the tiebreaker right. Sammy gets the pin. Right. That was the tiebreaker, and it held true. That was what separated. We had, and like you said, we had like three or four submissions that got nine out of ten. Yes. So some really smart AEW, <laughs> some really smart <laughs> AEW fans out there. But yes, uh, my smarter side, than us, clearly. Yeah, my my side account got it correct. Um, you know, so they it, obviously a go go. If they would have. Gone, if they wouldn't have been so diehard of factory fans and maybe picked Cody, they would have gone 10 for 10 on this one. But so QT Sopranos bought a Bing factory. We're going to reach out to them 
on Twitter. Make sure that we get those that swagger to them because when you get those right, and they got JB right as the as the um, battle yeah. royal winner. Props to them for that for that big one, that big win. I know that there's some people out there who are probably devastated that they thought they were counting their chickens before they hatched, <laughs> thought that they had it, but that tiebreaker really was what the, the difference maker in this one. Yeah, for sure. And um, this was the essentially a tiebreaker for us. Uh, Dynamite download the triple threat. We each went with our with our gut. Uh, we each picked uh, a different person, and that was an even fun part to it. Like I said, I didn't look at your guys's picks. Um, I already made my picks. Then I open up the text with with you guys sending it. And Crayfish did a little bit of um, <sighs> an audible at the end and stayed true I to his to. heart. Yeah, which man. was which is the right thing to do, man. This this match. Um, you know, Pac did not go down without a fight. I mean, he took what four belt shots to the face for this. That was brutal, uh, dude. I thought this was the crowd was hot for this. It was such a funny comedic start to um, some of the funny moments for me uh, was when <laughs> Orange Cassidy was doing his oh kicks, and then Pac just kicks him straight in the nuts as hard as he can. <laughs> I was laughing so hard, man. Th- this was an insane match. Some insane spots by all three guys. Uh, it's a lot of top rope stuff. So many false finishes. Don Callis on com- Don Callis oh. on commentary was pure gold. That three hundred. This is Sparta boot that Kenny Omega gave Pac into the turnbuckle was absolutely brutal. I know. Oh my gosh, it was like this whiplash. I know. Uh, oh man, I was. I want to see a rematch of this because it was. It was outstanding. Um, these three guys. We the crowd was hot for Orange Cassidy. Uh, Pac almost won, then Orange Cassidy tried to steal the victory, then Orange Cassidy almost won, and then Don Callis pulled him out. So it's like everything was in play for this one, and it delivered as the as a co-main event should. Without a doubt, this was my favorite match of the night, and that's even the favorite match of the night. Well, it doesn't. I mean, honestly, dude, uh, this was this was amazing. This was such a damn good match, man. I mean, like Pac's selling. doesn't get like I, I don't know if he gets enough credit for he looks like he's getting murdered half the time. I mean, though, and when he got blasted by the four total belts, there was there was a point when he was like literally bent over, like I, I looked insanely painful just the sell job of it. Um, he he's his offense, um, is also on another tier. I, I just I, I I was just fascinated by the way this match played out. All three of us picked different people. At first, I was gonna pick Kenny because I felt like the writing was on the wall. He's gonna he's gonna be a long champion, um, but I had to go with my guy, and I thought that he he held sure. he he held his own in this match. This in this the story was great. Even when you go to like the early on segment of building up the hype in this one at the pay-per-view, the, the triple screens of all three of those guys on the screen, yeah. Pac, Pac doing push-ups, you know, Orange Cassidy just hanging out, kind of chilling. Like it played all into their characters and the differences in their characters really what and it shaped the narrative of the match. And that was sure. what was like, that is such a huge part of like, tell us a story. Tell us a story. Don't just have it be this in-ring action like that, like, you know, moves being done. Right. And I, I love how the unique aspects of these guys' characters played off of each other so well to tell this over, this beautiful story of, like, you know, Kenny continued to, like, do his, his underhanded tactics. Pac was 
really I felt like the the brutal bastard. He showed out who he is in this match. You know, busting out a 450 off the top. Yeah. You know, you're seeing like you know his drop gun shot, his his drop kicks off the top where he hit like Orange Cassidy, then hit Kenny Omega, then hit them both three in a row. Like that was amazing. Um, and Orange Cassidy like had those moments when at Bonds you picked OC to win, and I felt like you know as this story was going on, I was like. Bonds might be right. Uh, this might You're happen. Right. This know, might actually happen. Um, he had some real moments that stole the match. Uh, I feel like if you like, if you're a fan of AEW and you watch this one, it just gave you everything that you could hope for. It was just an absolutely. I I, I loved this match from start to finish. I thought that it gave you great in ring action, great humor, great great false finishes. Um, Great commentary. Yeah. I mean, everything across the board. I can't say enough. I absolutely love this match. Absolutely loved it. Oh, that's awesome, man. I love that Kenny's getting go away heat too. He is legit. Like he's he is like they were chanting boring at him at the end of that match. <laughs> I didn't I even like, notice that. Oh, dude, they, the, the fans were when he was like hitting everybody with the belts. They were chanting boring at uh, him, like, which is crazy to me. Like, wow, like he's getting that much hate, and that's awesome. And like he's so good at it. For being so universally recognized as being so amazing, the fact that he's somehow found a way to get go away heat in, in, is pretty this impressive. Quick too. Yeah. He hasn't been held the belt collector for long, too. And right. he's getting that much heat. And so usually you have that on a Roman Reigns kind of title run where it's like, oh, it's the same thing over and over and over. Um, but this was – I love that he came out with all the gold around him. That was mm-hmm. just so classy. And then really Justin cool. Roberts, the announce – just the, the pre-show announcements in the ring too. Not, Not from, from North Carolina. <laughs> I knew you'd be popping for uh, that one, no doubt. Yep. All of all of them were, were great. And then all of a sudden he announced Orange Cassidy goes and walks away really quick. Like he just comes <laughs> in the center of the ring, gives a quick thumb up and walks <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why the, the whole beginning part was so hilarious to me and then it started getting serious but oh the comedic parts of this match were outstanding and then followed by the comedic parts in the stadium stampede like you my face was like hurting because i was laughing and smiling so much overall and just excited because of the the, the card that was put on mm-hmm. if you're i don't know this can stack up against any show like i told you on the phone crayfish i said a plus aew's best pay-per-view they've put out to date buckle up and so what would you grade this pay-per-view both of you guys being a critique from an overall card what would you grade it letter grade go ahead bud because you didn't get a chance to talk about this match yeah i want to hear the i want to hear your take on this more i got to give again i gave my feedback you know i love this and it's going to definitely inflate the grade a little bit based off of that but uh bonds tell us a little bit about the match itself what you thought um where and and how it impacts the characters and the landscape moving forward and and then give us your your grade and then I'll, i'll jump in so i think the biggest takeaway from this match is that it showed that orange cassidy belongs in that upper tier um, and that it's, that's, that's huge because, you know, building up a baby face like him, that the crowd was so behind, so um, yep. that's big. And they did that, that multiple times last night. They did that with Sammy, they did that with jungle boy. Like they did that, you know, with three baby faces that they're like, okay, these guys are our guys. Great these, call. Are, these are our guys that we built and, and 
they're going to be the future. Great call. And uh, I think that was really telling. And, and the fact that he didn't win again, like I said before, I, I think that the reason I picked him was the reason why jungle boy got that, that opportunity as well. I think that that was kind of, I picked the wrong match for that, but it, the sentiments were the same mm-hmm. where, you know, he got the pin he in, and Don Callis got in there and interfered. Um, like he had the, the, the pinfall he win did. there. That was it. Yep. Um, and they said it on commentary, like, Oh man, like he stole the win from orange Cassidy. Like that was his, his title at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that whole match was just back and forth, constant. So many, so many close calls, um, so many like so many. and just oh my goodness. And then Don, once Don started having a heart attack and got off the night, I was like, oh well, here we go. Here's Don getting involved, and here's my boy getting get on there, probably costing me the bingo card. And uh, and he did. Thank you, thank you, Don Dallas. <laughs> I don't know if I can hear a fan of yours anymore. Yeah, I know. Brilliant I, though. It was, it was so hilarious funny. and. He, he, again, man, he had so much, I love how smart, and this is something that we haven't talked about, but I'm, I'm going to give them, them props for this. I think AEW is so smart about how they put on guest commentators. Um, it's never for no reason. It mm. always helps the story mm-hmm. and it all, it's always elevating. Um, it works so well. And it's like, they have all these, just these guys that they can put on there and there's other companies that can't find anybody to be their main commentator. Um, you know, if you watch, you know, Monday show just shuffling through um, names, yeah, you to shuffle whoever you want. Mm-hmm. But AEW has people that are experienced in. And we just got we just got Mark Henry announced. Yeah, Mark Henry's he, I mean, sexual like, chocolate baby. Oh my god! Like, and if you listen to Busted Open, I mean, they're the the Busted Open is is so good at what they do. You got now you got Mark Henry added to the mix. It's, it's just awesome. like. It's such a brilliant move. They know what they're doing, man. Yes. AW really is smart with this Even stuff. Eye for talent, mm-hmm. eye for talent. Everybody they pick, there isn't anybody that I can see on the roster where I'm questioning why they they're there. Um, and that's so good. You just know that they're they have their their head together mm-hmm. when it comes to building what they have. Um, and again, this match was another example of that. Kenny kept that title, and and I think that was probably the right call. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably the right call to keep that there, sure. especially when the young bucks you know, retained as well. I, I, I thought that if the Bucks lost, you know, then that's, and I also picked the Bucks to lose. Mm-hmm. So that would have been interesting where the elite go from being the elite to being the what? Who are we anymore? Yeah. Who mm-hmm. are we anymore? Like without, how can we call ourselves the elite? We all lost that. Like the story of like madness going on. That would, that's a really good point. Yeah. I yeah, thought the same thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So when that happened, it's like, Oh man, like my, what was going through my head is, oh man, my bingo card is still. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, but again, the match, it didn't matter because they sold me when the match started. I, I, all that went away because, again, like you said, the longer the match went on, the more I was like, oh man, like I might have been right on here mm-hmm. because this was like, there was points where I was like, oh wow, like he got so many close, like two and a half, where mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be a three count. Like hundred mm-hmm. percent, I thought mm-hmm. it was gonna be a three count, and and pack as well. When like, he had brutalizer locked in, uh, uh, yeah, I mean there were moments where I was like, oh, this is my my. I mean, like I knew, I felt like the story going into this match was obvious. Like Pack and Kenny are presented as these intense yeah. rivals who 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 recognize each other as peers, and I'll. I loved seeing that aspect of it reinforced in the way this match played out. Pack 
brought the brought the pain. Those guys, like he he does what he does best. I mean, he was able to do what he does best, and that's add an intensity to any match that he's in, any moment that he's in, he's he's in. Pack injects it with this this anger and mm-hmm. intensity that you can't put your finger on with many other talents in the world. He's he's very unique in that. And when you pivot, you you kind of play off of that with a guy like Orange Cassidy who brings so much humor, natural humor, which is very hard to do in wrestling. Yeah. Like actually be funny. Um, Without saying anything. Yeah, it, it, it just it just worked. It worked so well as Kenny kind of being the the glue that held those two pieces of the the two sides of the pendulum together. Mm-hmm. Um, I I felt like, you know, and you to, to piggyback off your comment with the commentary, like the it's so important that our commentators are authentic and bring credibility to the product, and sure. so many of these guys automatically have that credibility with with lifelong wrestling fans tony giovanni jr taz paul white now mark henry don Callis. you're naming guys that we've seen be integral parts of professional wrestling for a long period of time sure that that immediately gives credibility and the way that this match played out you know you talked about it bonds one of the most iconic moments of this whole pay-per-view which was filled with jaw-dropping moments was when Don Callis lost his shit at the end of that match and felt like he, oh no, oh no, he's gonna lose, and just genuine, it just felt genuine and authentic. Throwing his mic off, rushing from the commentator, yeah. booth, having all four of those belts to play off of what SPD talked about with Kenny Omega's entrance, having all those belts, and then Kenny blasting Pac, and even as the biggest diehard Pac fan on the planet. To have your guy lose a match like that after getting hit in the face four times with championship belts, it doesn't hurt him. It nobody, yeah. and this is one of those rare moments where it's like nobody came out looking worse for the wear. All these right. characters came out looking better. Orange Cassidy, as Bonds pointed out, not only was it presented as a peer, but with the pop and the crowd reaction that he was getting, there's some real promise of like, wow, this guy could carry a program. This guy could right. be a guy who could be a top tier star. And, and and it just everybody across the board looked great in this one. I, I thought this again SPD, this was for me with grading it weighs very heavily when you have a, a top tier top of the card type of match like this and it delivers um that goes a long way. Bonds, you know yeah. Before I give off my grade, buy me some time because SPD yeah. made it very clear to me this was A plus for him. He he thought this was one of the best sure. reviews he's ever seen. Where where do you rank in this one? Because I know so, you were disappointed with some of the matches too, right? I was disappointed in one of the matches. Um, I loved this show. It, hmm. To me, it, it is one of, again, one of my favorite pay-per-views I've watched probably in 10 years, man. Wow. This is awesome. Wow. Uh, they absolutely put on a show. I'm not going to give it an A plus. Um because I, I do have a slight bad taste in my mouth from the Agogo stuff mm-hmm. um, in the factory because I think they kind of just wasted that entire storyline. Uh-huh. Um, even if that wasn't their intention, I think that that's the result. But I will give it an A, mm. um, and I think it's a very strong A. And I, I think that the best match of the night for me was Stadium Stampede, and it was a two-for-two two moment for since when I've been watching – uh, AW when it comes to like the cinematic matches, uh-huh. like it is a, a two for two, like they are killing it. This was 
a step up from the Team Taz match with Sting and Darby. This wow. is a step up from that, in wow. my opinion. This was better. Um, this was top notch. The camera work was perfect. And they just, the fact that it was the main event worked mm-hmm. for me because of how well it went. It was perfect. The pacing of that was the pacing of that match. I love how AEW doesn't just let these big brawls yeah. turn into pure chaos and they just seem like they're randomly trying to figure out who to go to. Mm-hmm. It, it, it feels like it's a story. They allow each moment and each pairing to have those big, you know, the, like you talked about SPD, the brawl between FTR and, and Santana Ortiz in the nightclub, you know, Jake Hager, Jake Hager and Wardlow fighting into the meat cooler. You know, they, they allow those individual moments to have to take place where you, then you build memories off of them. The Sean Spears versus Sammy, that duel with the chairs was a beautiful aesthetic, really like was smart. And it's a visual that will stick with us long after this pay-per-view. So very, like, very different and not just like these big brawls where people are laying around on the outside, allowing these two guys to like, you know, have a pair of guys fighting in the, in the ring and then everybody else laying around on the, on the outside or on the floor or whatever. Didn't have those moments. It just, it it felt like controlled chaos, which was really smart. Um, You know, for for me, when you look at like Britt Baker, the Britt Baker era finally happened i'm I'm excited about where she's gonna take that division um i felt like i felt like uh the brian cage versus hangman page match was a great opening match i really enjoyed that Mm -hmm. one um the only match i I felt like the agogo cody match was a not only just because of the booking but i I was a little bit of a bummer of this the way it played out and the story of that match um I I view this one in a territory. It, it, you know, I, I'm anywhere from like ninety percent or higher. I'm a minus to an a. You just plus. can't give it a straight um straight no, shot. I, I, it's it's in an a it's in the a territory for sure. Um, you are a teacher. You have to give a grade. You can't give this is an How a much territory do you paper. With that Mike, no. <laughs> it's an 90, a territory. maybe a ninety. I'll give it a ninety three. So that's okay. right on the border of a minus and a. Um, <laughs> I, I felt like depending on the grade on the curve, I, I felt like there there were there were moments. I'm not as the stadium stampede match was had had some lulls for me that I, I struggled with a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it might have just been fatigue from like four like four hours of wrestling. Like that right. could it could have just maybe a little bit of that set in at the end of the show. Um but overall um, this was a pay-per-view that delivered on a lot of moments. Um, and, and we talk, we joke a lot about like changing the landscape. I love when a, when a show like this gives you two things, like, like the Roddy Piper thing where it's like, just when you start to think that you have all the answers, I change all the questions. I think AEW is changing a lot of the questions that we have on where, where certain characters are going and what, what the landscape of certain divisions are going to mm-hmm. look like. Um, I'm as a tag team fan, like I'm very, very intrigued in what is going to happen next in, in, in a weird way. Like you, the belts didn't change hands, mm-hmm. but like, I'm really fascinated about where that division goes from here. And I, I kind of, I like that feeling, um, sure. DMD being a new champion that obviously opens up all sorts of new doors. That's exciting as a fan. And that's great. But that 
that one decision of keeping the belts on Mox or on, on the Young Bucks over Moxley and Kingston, although I didn't pick them to win it, I think that that was much smarter than what I, I mean, where my head was leaning. I, I wanted the belts to change hands. And now after watching the show and thinking about it, that is my, that is a really decision that like was bold that I'm really fascinated to see where they go from here with that. So uh, a lot, a lot to digest SPD. You said it was your, it was home run, absolute best show that you've seen. Um, what else can you add to that hyperbole? Tell us. I mean, it was just on fire to me from start to finish. And I think that's really elevating my decision to give that such high regards was just the hot crowd and the crowd coming back. Like, mm. you know, it definitely makes for it. Obviously, it would still be a, a home run banger show without a crowd. And they've been doing that consistently for over a year. But I think that just added more emotion and depth to the to the card. And it was almost a feel-good moment, being the babyface that I am, it was almost a feel-good moment almost every single match. And so that's why I love it. And I love when love when heroes rise. As yep. you know, I don't like, you know, leaving shows where it's like, oh, what the heck? No, no, you know. Yep. It's, you're you like leaving the, you the like show. The, all the kids being happy. I mean, Jericho yeah. was on my Mount Rushmore. So the fact that we ride off into the sunset for the night singing Judas – what more could you ask for? That's true. That is true, man. That I mean, there were a lot of feel good inner circle on squad show, for life. So for a baby face like you, the baby faces, the baby faces definitely had their moment to shine tonight. Sure, um, a lot of feel good moments in this show, um, and I can understand why. I mean, like you felt so great afterwards. Like you have to just be grinning ear to ear. You got to see like a lot of cool moments that happen that yep. um, reinforce the good guys can come out on top too. Another really, one really for the good guys. <laughs> and on that note, we'll wrap things up. This was an, uh, thank you guys for sticking to us and watching this on your Memorial day weekend. Uh, God bless all of our troops present past and, you know, future. Thank you for keeping us safe on this beautiful Memorial day. Uh, mm-hmm. We had an outstanding show yesterday and um, hope everyone had a great safe weekend. We will be back live with another live watch along on Friday since there's no dynamite on Friday night or there's no dynamite on Wednesday. So we're going to yes. do a, a live watch along. We'll start that at 930, do a little pre-show again like we did last week, and we'll do our watch along. We'll try to keep our volumes to a little bit of minimum and join us to kick off the weekend because we know AEW has trying to take our coveted Friday night flights, 10 p.m. spot. So we're going to we're gonna fight back doing our watch along. So uh, thank you, everyone, for participating in our uh, Double or Nothing bingo card challenge. And, man, it's a good time to be an AEW fan. Amen. We can't wait to talk to you guys all week and get your feedback. Now Crayfish has resurfaced. I'm, I'm back, sure he'll be baby. pretty vocal I'm with back. you guys in the next few days and stuff. But uh, thank you, guys. Have a great rest of your weekend and start of your week. And – Positive vibes from DD because the landscape is changed, baby. D stretch it out till Friday, guys. Stretch it out till Friday. See you then. Change that landscape, baby.